Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Porfirio Rangel. Porfirio, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's pretty hot right now. It is. But, but I'm loving the weather. I'm a SoCal boy, so I love this warm weather. Bay Area, October. Very much Bay Area, October weather. <laughs> yeah cold elsewhere in the country but quite warm here in the bay area yes we are also joined by christian diadamo christian how are you hello hello i'm doing well it is it is pretty hot over here so i'm happy i'm happy it's nice to like sit out in the sun read some comics yes indeed yeah extending our summer if you will all right so we here at the podcast love movies and we love superheroes and we sure as heck love some superhero movies however stop the presses did you know there are actually some superhero movies that actually aren't very good what say what is it possible is it possible yeah, we're going to get into it. So the theme of today will be the worst superhero movie of all time. Now, whether or not we actually determine a number one worst uh, will we'll be seen, you know, will remain to be seen. Um, but we're going to try to get to that and see if we can come up with it. We're going to analyze a lot of terrible superhero movies and we're going to analyze what constitutes a terrible superhero movie, what makes for a bad superhero movie experience. We're going to get into it. So, yeah, uh, a few weeks ago, as we often do, we got together for a Zoom movie night and we watched The Fantastic Four, or some might say The Not-So-Fantastic Four (laughs) from 2015. And uh, this is definitely on a lot of internet lists as being one of the worst ever superhero movies. Um, yeah, maybe we can start there. Maybe we'll just get some thoughts on mm-hmm. uh, this particular movie that we watched together. Uh, you want to start, Christian? Uh, yeah, I'll start. So I really did not like this movie. I thought it was actually one of the worst superhero movies <laughs> I've ever seen. It, it, uh, it had, it had, I thought it had some major problems. And of course we all know about that production and Josh Trank coming out, like, uh, how long, like a couple days after the movie like premiered and said, like, I'm not responsible for what happens. <laughs> right. He was basically distancing himself from the movie. And it was basically saying, this movie's terrible. Don't blame me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a very troubled production for sure. It was, uh, yeah. I see, I see what he was saying now. I see what he was saying. <laughs> so, wait. Okay. So, when we watched it all together, was, was it the first time for anyone here watching this first movie? time for me. Oh, it was. Okay. How about you, Preferio? It wasn't the first time for me. I actually saw this movie back in theaters. Oh, really? Um, yeah, when it first came out, I actually paid 
to go watch it. Um, I remember walking out of the theater being like, why did I pay to go watch it? But then we were talking about it because it had been so long. It's been so many years. I was like, I was thinking, oh, I actually kind of want to watch it again because it's been so long. And then after I rewatched it again with you guys, I was like, bad i wouldn't say it's the worst but it's bad yeah i'm with you i think um it's no doubt no question of a bad movie and like all the the problems it had in its production it really showed like particularly in the the latter part of the movie like the last i want to say 30, 40 minutes is just like a total train wreck, you know. Um, that said, I actually kind of enjoyed the first half or so, you know. Um, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't really hate it all the way through. Like, the end was bad, um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I thought some of the characters were kind of compelling. Um, yeah. the, uh, the Michael B. Jordan Human Torch and the Kate Mara Invisible Girl. I, I was definitely kind of interested in their storylines. Um, but yeah, um, it just kind of went off the rails at the end. And I think we definitely need to call out the Doctor Doom character Oof. because, yeah, I thought that was like the biggest offender of this whole movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean you know, I'm a big Marvel fan and Dr. Doom is really one of the iconic Marvel villains. Right. And, um, they really shit the bed here. They did him no justice. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, Dr. Doom in this movie is, is, is completely unlikable. And he's also very like one note, like there's no depth in his character at all. And um, just just wrong in in every way. Yeah, really terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you. I I don't think it was the worst. Like you said in the beginning, it had some potential, but totally like tripped and fell down a slope by like the second half. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I I don't think I hated it as much as Christian did. <laughs> like what? Like, what? What's some things you want to call out about it, Christian? Let's like, see. To, that make it the absolute worst for you. So I guess, um, uh, you know, I did kind of enjoy the beginning. Um, like when he's at school and like he meets Ben and they kind of go to high school and they have like their little project. It's a little cliche <laughs> here and there, but yeah. um. Like, you know, you, you, like you, you see they do have like a good grasp of like who they want these characters to be. Mm-hmm. And like as they like kind of introduce them and like you get some cool introductions like, you know, like, OK, Ben and Richard are like best friends. And then Richard likes um, Susan Storm and then uh, Johnny Storm is um, he's like, you know, he's he's a kid who's like trying to find his purpose. And they have like, okay, they got some decent setup for these characters. You get invested. And they put all this time into like, we have to find this like other dimension. We have to go here because it's it's uncharted territory. Like, yay, science. <laughs> so yeah. you you do want to see what's what's on the other side. 
but I think we're, the movie just like it's been so long on this setup, setting up all these different characters, Doctor Doom, and they put a lot of like work into these scenes. But it, I think it goes on for too long, and it does and like. But once they get to the the other dimension and leave, they don't really like. You don't really know what that dimension is. It, it's kind of in the background for the rest of the movie. Yeah. But that was kind of what they were building up to in the first half. And so it feels like it, it goes on too long without their powers. And then, yeah. but once they get the powers after the big accident, um, you have that time skip. And so the problem with that time skip is that you don't really see these characters develop. They, they all kind of develop off screen. Like, you, you know, in Spider-Man, um, there's both Spider-Man movies. I think one of my favorite parts of both uh, Spider-Man and, you know, Amazing Spider-Man is him, is Peter learning to use his powers. Like, you see him develop as a character. You see him develop his moveset. Uh, and it's supposed to, like, pay off later in the film when he can fight the bad guy. But you don't actually see that. So you don't see, you don't yeah. see what makes the superhero movie the superhero movie. And you don't see him develop as a team either. Like, they're all mad at richard for like the whole second half of the movie until they're not at the very end and yeah. you don't like see him come together as a team until like the very last second um and so it's like it, it fails with the superhero powers and it fails with the team so yeah. it feels i feel like on the two biggest fronts of the fantastic four and that's of course not even talking about dr doom yeah you know a whole nother conversation topic <laughs> And so, I don't know, I, I feel like uh, what it built up to just didn't really mean anything. It didn't go anywhere, and it felt yeah. like there was like just scenes missing from like yeah. that middle section and from after. Like, it feels like, it, you know, what was happening was like really big because there was a lot of CGI. It was supposed to be epic, but it doesn't feel epic. It feels like there's something else is going to happen because Doctor Doom gets his powers so late in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and just kind of shows up at the very end yeah so you're saying it's more like it was slow and then went to like zero to 100 really fast without like seeing the like acceleration part yeah yeah that's a good way to put it it, it, <laughs> it kind of goes like just too slow they spend too long in this build up and then mm -hmm. They have to go. Oh shoot! We got a course correct. We have to like really like sh like shoot yeah. this up, and yeah, then yeah. they kind of overdo it. Yeah, like too fast. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I felt like there was something missing. Like it could have used like a good I don't know twenty minutes or so set up before the final act of the movie, because kind of what you're saying, like they were kind of chugging along, had some decent character development early on and then all of a sudden you're just thrown into this final battle that just really was not set up at all right and, you, and they're, you're not invested in it at all because like I said there's no setup right and it just yeah it, you could feel it there was just something missing you know like oh man they, did I just like skip six scenes here or something yeah uh, it just uh, it just felt completely disjointed yeah yeah all right so that's fantastic four and you know i think our experience is is very much in line with a lot of critics and fans you know this this movie is kind of hated across the board um and i think 
I think we can safely say on our end, we're definitely, you know, we, we get it. <laughs> we understand. <laughs> but what, what about everything else? So maybe I'll just list a lot of these movies that are, um, are, are, are named uh, on these internet lists, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, the Fantastic Four from 2015 is on the list. Um, what else? So there is, um, let's see, maybe I'll go in chronological order here. Um, yeah. So going back to 1984, Supergirl. Supergirl's on the list. An extremely low Rotten Tomato score. I think that's kind of the primary reason why it's on a lot of these lists. Uh, what else? Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. The Captain America movie from 1990. I think a lot of people might not know about this movie, <laughs> but yes, there was a Cap movie from 1990, and it is uh, regarded as, as one of the worst ever superhero movies. A 7% Rotten Tomato score. Um, what else? Judge Dredd from 1995. The Spawn movie. Batman and Robin. Catwoman. Blade Trinity from 2004 is on the list. Spider-Man 3, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the Green Lantern movie from 2011, uh, BVS from 2016, Suicide Squad also from 2016, uh, the Justice League movie from 2017, and Dark Phoenix from 2019. So those are all on one list or another as being among the worst superhero movie of all time. So yeah, any thoughts on, on the movies we've listed? Are there movies that you feel, oh yeah, that might be a good start. Are there any movies there you feel should not be on the list? Like you actually like the movie? Um. I actually will defend one, and I know Christian won't be a fan of this one, but uh, the Suicide Squad one. I, uh, I don't. I mean, it, I don't. I would watch that again multiple times. Honestly, like just the Jared Leto Joker, I think is bad. But other than that, I don't think it's that bad. I would watch it again and again. What did you like about it? Harley Quinn. <laughs> Fair enough, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn and um Viola Davis. I think they were really good in the roles and the whole I think like the just the suicide suicide squad characters are pretty cool. Like uh it was just really it was fun. It was a fun movie. Like yeah. I think that's what people think it's a bad movie, you know, because it doesn't take itself seriously. And I don't know. I feel like they were, people were, what, what did you hate about it? Me? Um, well, I think that like, oh, you know, I, I agree with you uh, with that, you know, the characters are cool. Like the concept of the Suicide Squad itself, I think is a cool idea. Uh-huh. And the, you know, comics are fun. I haven't read that much of it. Um, but and you know Harley Quinn is great. Uh, I do love Margot Robbie as Har- Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Um, there, there is like a lot of good elements 
in the movie. But um, I think that uh, it, it's like there's so much studio meddling. Like, um, I think we talked. We definitely talked about this. Uh, I forget which one of us said it first. But uh, Suicide Squad's like a sequel to a Batman movie that never happened. Oh yeah, like yeah, I, I definitely said that. I said yeah, like it's definitely a sequel. Like it's like an Avengers movie to multiple movies that never happen because mm-hmm. it tries to like rush in the beginning really fast to tell you about these characters, how they got into jail and everything. And you're just like, wait, 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 what? Like obviously Batman put um, Harley Quinn in Arkham, um, but like boomerang his encounter with flash and stuff. is just like, wait, hold on, hold on. What's happening here? Like, yeah. Yeah, you feel like it's like this world that you should already know about, but like you really yeah. haven't seen from the other DC movies cuz by then it was just like Superman, you know, Man of Steel and BVS. Yeah. And then like it, I don't know. I feel like Suicide Squad is better as like a heist movie. Like I think it would have been better if it's all them just going to one objective and that's it. Yeah. Whereas, like, instead, there's like this plot with Enchantress where she takes over, like, uh, the tower, and then they have to save the world, and like, but it's kind of like a problem that Viola Davis's character just kind of made, made like, if she had just kept Enchantress away and be, oh, we'll just keep you in solitary, the movie would have never really happened. Yeah. But then, like, uses like the squad to be like, oh, we'll see, they're justified for being here. They saved the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, like, I don't know. It, it feels like it's like a movie with like too many hands in the pot. I, I it's also a movie that. with like heavy reshoots, kind of like Fantastic Four, like heavy script changes last minute. Like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it like kind of like has a lot of those like kind of similar faults. Uh-huh. I agree. But yeah, yeah I like you said, I, I wasn't a huge fan of this movie either. I don't think I would say I I hated it. Um, but yeah, definitely a thumbs down for me. Um, one thing I kind of liked was the music in the movie. There's a pretty cool soundtrack, I thought. Oh, the music's yeah. really good, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a big mess. You know, it, I think it tried to be, it tried to have like a small movie mentality, like a, a misfit band of, of like of outcasts um, trying to do the right thing. And then it turned into this big, like save the world superhero thing, which it was like, yeah, it just, it just didn't feel right. Kind of like what you were saying, Christian, but um, yeah, I, I would, you know, there, I, I think there, there are aspects to it that, that aren't terrible. So I, I definitely wanted to call out one on this list. Okay. And this is, I mean, this shocked me because, um, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Wesley Snipes as Blade. <laughs> I had seen Blade 1 and 2, um, but up until this past week, I had not seen the third of the trilogy, Blade Trinity. Uh, so this is regarded as one of the worst superhero movies of all time. It has a 26% Rotten Tomatoes score. And um, we talked about 
a, a troubled production with uh, Fantastic Four. Same thing here. Uh, this movie is kind of notorious for being a really troubled production. Apparently, Wesley Snipes had huge problems with the director where I think he didn't even talk to him. Like, he, he just... He would just act out his scenes, but he wouldn't talk to the director at all. It was super awkward. And I guess um, Wesley would, uh, would only respond if you called him Blade or something. Some really weird stuff. Um, so I just heard all this weird stuff on set. And um, it was just kind of not well regarded uh, with the critics. So um, I stayed away from it. You know, this movie was made in uh 2004 so it's been you know 16 years now i hadn't seen it um so i i it's it's on hulu right now and i have hulu at the moment so i i put it on expecting to see a shitty superhero movie but i have to say i got to the end and i fucking love this movie <laughs> it's shocking you know um now is it is it better than blade one or two i would say no um i haven't seen the first blade in a long time um we talked about having this be our next movie night um so i'm super curious to get my uh, my revised take on on the first blade um but i have seen blade 2 not long ago it's definitely not better than blade 2 blade 2 is awesome um but blade 3 is like it's like on par with Blade 2. It's, it's, it's a very similar movie. Like um, in Blade 2, there's a team of vampire hunters. Same thing with Blade Trinity. Um, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a squad of, of vampire killers and um, both of them have a lot of action. They're stylized, a lot of like uh, electronic dance music in them. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm super surprised with Blade Trinity. Like I had heard so many bad things that as I was watching this movie, I kept waiting for the moment for the movie to, to, to fly off the cliff, you know, <laughs> to, yeah. to go off the rails. It never happened. You know, from the first scene, there's a really great action set piece uh, to start the movie off with. And Blade is kicking ass. He is slaying <laughs> vampires, man, in the, in the way you want to see him do it. And then I thought, okay, that was cool. Um, it probably goes downhill from here. And I just kept waiting. And the movie just kept, kept rocking, man. And I got to the end credits. I'm like, this movie does not suck. This movie <laughs> freaking rules. Uh, so uh, that, I, I mean... I mean, we're here to talk about the worst superhero movie of all time, but um, in my research from these past few weeks, it has to be noted that I saw Blade Trinity and I freaking loved it. <laughs> so let's just say that. Um, and it's quite um, a sales pitch. I know, yeah. <laughs> I gotta now, watch this now. Now, a quick caveat. I, like I have to watch it. You know, it's not, it's not like prestigious entertainment. I mean, it, it's... It's it's trashy, you know. It's it's gory. It's um it has a lot of like martial arts action and vampire killing and blood and guts and um you know, it's it's got like visceral thrills, but you know, it's, it's not high art. Let's put it that way, right? So I wouldn't say, you know, 
it's like Oscar worthy, anything like that by any means, but it's just a fun action feast. Let's put it that way. Um, and real quick, another on this list I saw recently was Supergirl, uh, the old 1984 Supergirl movie. Another movie I would say does not deserve to be on this list because um, while not great and, and nowhere near as enjoyable as what I just mentioned with Play Trinity, I would say a good movie, you know, like I enjoyed it. It's a, it's a, it's a campy fun time, you know, very corny. Um, it has a really terrible ending <laughs> to the movie, a warning. Um, <laughs> the, the ending is, it's almost mind bending, like how terrible it is. I don't know if they ran out of budget or, or what, but uh, it just co totally goes off the rails at the very end. But kind of up until that point, it's just, it's kind of a, a fun ride. And um, it's a movie that like no one should take too seriously and um yeah maybe as like a drinking game kind of movie <laughs> um it's pretty fun so that's it i think that's the only one of the movies i listed that i would actually um give a thumbs up on yeah supergirl and blade trinity um mm -hmm. but yeah any other thoughts on on the on these these movies that i had listed out did you list dark phoenix was that one of them i did yeah, so I haven't I, seen that, but what about that? Um, so that's a movie like I wouldn't say is the worst. I'd I'd probably pop it up to that like kind of more like kind of mediocre, okay kind of tier. Um, the movie does have a lot of problems, but I actually kind of didn't uh, enjoy it. Um, I think like it's like kind of like a weak beginning to a movie. Um. But uh, I actually kind of enjoyed it once um, Jean Grey starts to, like, kind of turn. I kind of enjoyed those scenes. I think there's a lot of, like, kind of just, like, very... Uh, there's a lot of visual acting, I guess, in the movie. Because um, a lot of, you know, like, Magneto's powers. Like, Magneto kind of moves things. And so a lot of, a lot of like, a lot of it's just kind of Magneto's face and, like, kind of hands doing these, like, kind of those... Um, you know, those movements that he does where he kind of twirls his hands and you see mm -hmm. Sophie Turner, Sansa Stark. I yeah. think she, she does that too. I think she plays Jean Grey pretty well uh, for with, with what she's given. And like, there's some like kind of like cool scenes kind of strewn without. Uh, though, like, I think that like, you know, the villain was kind of mad. I didn't really care for um it feels a little like underwhelming and, and like, it's just kind of weird, I guess it's in this like real awkward spot in that X-Men kind of chronology where it's like yeah. at the tail end where no, people don't really care after apocalypse. No one's really invested anymore. Um, and like there was all this trouble behind the scenes and there was all these, you know, reshoots. So it's still very problematic, but I don't know. I, I think it's like, yeah, Mediocre did okay. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, I... Because we saw the movie together for yeah. $4, which is exactly what I would have paid. Like, we got our money's worth. Perfect. $4. <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't say that it's the worst. I would say Apocalypse is worse than Dark Phoenix. Um, Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I agree with that. 
Yeah, but I do like I enjoy the action scenes that we were given. Um, like you know, like there was like a train action scene where like the villains, which are like these like super powered alien people, they try to like steal or um, I don't yeah, like try to steal Jean Grey. And so then all the mutants are in there and they're like fighting back. And it's like pretty cool because you see like these like aliens and the mutants like fighting each other with all these powers. And it's just really, I like that scene a lot. No matter how bad scene. the movie was, like that was a really, really awesome scene. It was so cool. But like you said, it had its problems. Definitely, you could tell there was like a lot of like, like uh, Fox had a lot of try to get in a lot to have a lot of creative con- creative control um and yeah it was delayed so many times but i would say i got my money's worth of four dollars i'll just leave it at that there you go well good yeah i'm glad uh we can we can find some some aspects to like in in all this uh uh you know garbage <laughs> right <laughs> Um, you know, one thing I want to call out is the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So the MCU really is the pinnacle of the superhero movie, right? That's, it's really, uh, you know, the gold standard, right? Um, yeah. But, you know, kind of like what we're saying, we, we love superhero movies, but there are actually some pretty bad ones. And I think the MCU is is you know is not immune to this either. Um, you know, not every MCU movie is great, and I would say not every MCU movie is is good. Even right, there are a couple stinkers in there. I would say, um, but a good I guess the question I want to pose is: Are there any movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you would regard as among the worst ever superhero movies? Are there any? Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Thor the Dark World. I definitely dislike both of those a lot as well. Although I don't think I would put either of those on the list of of worst ever. I don't know. What do you think? You, would you guys put put the movies you listed as as mm. on the list? Yes. <laughs> yeah like Iron Man 3 I think that comes to mind is the only MCU movie I did not watch in theaters I just remember watching the trailer and being like this looks like this looks crappy and it took me a long time to actually finally go watch Iron Man 3 and then when I watched it I was like yeah I was right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right not like, to spend your hard-earned money right to watch yeah, it in the theaters. I, I, just, I just felt like Iron Man 3 was like, I don't know. I think at that point I was just so down with Tony Stark. You know, he's like the same kind of role in Iron Man 1, 2, Avengers. And I was just like, enough with Tony Stark. Let's get some new heroes. Because I think Iron Man 3 was like the beginning of Phase 2, right? So... There wasn't like Winter Soldier out yet or Guardians of the Galaxy, like new characters. So I was just so over Iron Man by then. And then the whole like, um, I mean, he wasn't even in his Iron Man suit for like most of the movie. 
And then the whole big twist yeah. of who the big villain is. I was like, this is crappy. <laughs> like, you don't even get a proper villain with this. Like, it's like, I don't know. I cannot watch that movie. Like, I think when I, um, I remember a couple years ago when Infinity War happened, I told Henry that I was doing this, like, challenge of watching a Marvel movie every week. And I just, I just was just dreading the whole time. Oh, my gosh. Iron Man 3, I'm going to have to watch that again. Like, I would not watch Iron Man 3 again anytime soon. Like, give me another, like, five to ten years to get out of my memory. Like, yeah. Yeah, you made some really good points there. Like, Iron Man 3 is the Iron Man movie where you don't really get Iron Man, right? It's it's yeah. like the Tony Stark movie. Yeah. Right? Like, who wants to see, like, a movie all of Tony Stark, right? And the other big one, that yeah, was the villain, right? So everyone yeah. was kind of stoked to hear that you would finally get to see Iron Man take on Mandarin, right? But as yeah. it turned out, you really didn't. It really wasn't the Mandarin at all, right? So big letdown. Now, I wanted to throw this out. Now, this is, uh, this is why a big reason why I think it's good we're discussing things because a lot of these lists we've been coming up with are like, like I mean, there, there are internet articles saying here are the worst movies of all time and all it is is like a rotten tomatoes like breakdown like they just they just like did a spreadsheet and they picked like the lowest rated ones right like Mm -hmm. lazy right um and and um you know i i just called that the mcu and we're talking about it now but you know thor the dark world and iron man 3 aren't generally listed on these lists right and a big reason is they, they had decent rotten tomatoes ratings and like all the MCU movies make money too. So they had, did well at the box office. Yeah. In, in particular, Iron Man 3. I, I just, I don't, let me yeah, pull some, I, st- let me pull I, some I remember, stats here, dude. Like, I remember, yeah, it made a lot of shit ton of money. Iron Man 3 has a 79% Rotten Tomato score. Very what? high, very fresh rating. And more mind blowing is it's a worldwide box office gross. 1.2 billion dollars oh my god <laughs> a, a huge smash hit and uh and by all accounts like a huge hit for marvel you know um yeah it's it's crazy but yeah i mean I, i'm with you but this, this is not a good movie like i don't i don't think i'd put it on like the worst ever list but um it, it's definitely among my least favorite mcu movies no question and um i just can do without it yeah and I'm then there's there, henry right on yeah okay we're all in agreement here yeah. now um yeah and then we talked about thor the dark world too um yeah we should worth we, we that's probably worth mentioning as well like christian any thoughts on on that flick yeah um i don't know the the thor the dark world just feels like one of the most like uh, i guess like awkward marvel movies <laughs> like it like I think it starts off with like uh, there's like a old naked man running around on camera. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. I'm just yes. like, what? This is, this is how your big movie about Asgard starts. Um, oh, I guess it doesn't start there. Like it starts with Loki in the palace, and he. I thought that little scene was cool. Like any scene with like Loki on Asgard is like kind of cool. Like the way they use it, but like any scene off Asgard, I just really didn't like. Like, I don't really care for the Natalie Portman love interest um, that much. 
and like her whole like little science crew i just really didn't like um the dark elves uh were like i don't know they're they're pretty forgettable um yeah. yes i didn't do that much with it and like like i don't like Thor before Ragnarok is just like, I don't know. He's like kind of stiff. Like you tell, they don't really know what to do with the character. Mm-hmm. They like want to do something big and epic and like, kind of like, you know, Viking mythology, but no, with other dimensions, like, like with a space opera kind of feel like it wants to be like this, like epic space opera, but it just doesn't know how to like have all the pieces there to make it work. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it attempts those, but it kind of fails, I think, on, like, most of those kind of fronts with it. And so, like, and then that final fight is, like, in that weird red, uh, I don't even know what it is, dimension planet. And it's, like, hard to see, like, what's going on when Thor's actually <laughs> fighting, uh, what's his name, Malekith? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I think Loki die pretends to die. Like, doesn't he do that like twice in the movie? <laughs> Something um, like that. Something like to that. die and then comes back later. He like he does it twice. Yeah, he does it twice in full Thor like both times. I think because he does it when they're on the red planet and then does it at the very end. But he shows up in the after credit scene. Yeah. Yeah, this one's a dud. This one's a dud. Like, uh, I've said it before, but this is my least favorite MCU movie. And um, yeah, like kind of what you're alluding to, Christian, the, they didn't really know what to do with Thor here. Like, they really found their groove with him, with Thor Ragnarok, making him a very comedic character. Um, in the first Thor movie, he was pretty comedic too. But in this one it was such a serious character and overall a pretty serious movie, you know, and just not fun. (laughs) You you feel like, like, you know, a big appeal of the Marvel Studios movies is that they have that fun factor, right? But it was really lacking with this one big time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with the MCU, there are so many great superhero movies. Um, yeah, definitely had to call out there. There are a couple stinkers in there. Um, but uh, even the worst MCU movies can't really compare with the worst overall superhero uh, movies, right? Yeah. Um, so let's let's get into that now. So we talked about some of these on the list that uh, uh, kind of didn't didn't belong there but i think we're kind of in agreement most of them do belong there mm-hmm. um let, let's get into it although maybe before we we dive in are there any movies not on this list that should be on the list are there any really terrible superhero movies that that haven't really been covered that i didn't name by name hmm there's, I mean, there's one that I could think of. I haven't seen it, so I can't judge for myself. But I hear a lot that Howard the Duck should is one oh, of the yeah. worst. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Good George Lucas that. classic. Yeah, <laughs> I've never watched it, but I hear yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, Fantastic Four, the one with Jessica Alba. Um, the that's original. Right. The Hulk, the one that came out like in 04, 03. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, uh, yeah. 
I don't really care for that. <laughs> oh man, uh, I, it's almost like I blocked that movie out of my memory because <laughs> it was a very boring movie. It was so and, boring. Um, yeah. Um, uh, real quick on Howard the Duck, I did see this movie um, not that long ago. I want to say last year or the year before, and um, I actually kind of enjoyed it very much in the way I liked Supergirl. It's just like a campy old eighties movie. You know, it's kind of fun. Um, it's it's weird, and but kind of in a good way. You know. Um, yeah, it's it's out there, and I you know I I understand if, if the ordinary person watches this movie and is like, <laughs> what the fuck, you know? Uh, but I think uh, you know for for folks like us, you know, who are into superhero movies, it's worth a watch. And and yeah, I would say it can be a can't be good time. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Also, okay, I got two more movies. Rise of the Silver Surfer for sure. They totally shit on galactus like he's a cloud. fucking cloud he's a cloud <laughs> and and then, and then like how i mentioned earlier apocalypse apocalypse should mm-hmm. be on that list yeah apocalypse is pretty bad yeah i saw that i didn't totally hate it but yeah i get it yeah that, that it's really sad what happened to the x-men movie franchise you know it 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 was it was so good for a while you know like x-men first class i thought was really entertaining but yeah it's too bad what happened yeah um okay there's one movie i think as well that uh i really didn't like um all right so what do you what do you guys think about amazing spider-man 2 Oh, movie. that's a good one. Yeah, that's oh. that, that, that's I probably should have mentioned that, but I, I that's one I didn't hate. Maybe because I had such low expectations, um, oh. but there were some parts of it I kind of liked. You're you're, make, you're making me like cry, Christian, because I I love Andrew Garfield, but that movie, yeah, that was shit. <laughs> it was bad. I have to even I have to admit. But hopefully they do the movie kind of justice with Spider-Man 3 coming up. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see a a redemption. Yeah. So this this is a news item I was thinking of mentioning at the beginning, but I think we should call it out here. But I I think what you're referring to, Profrio, are the rumors that both Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to appear in the third tom holland's solo spider-man movie right yeah yeah this is super interesting because a it's super cool if we could see all three movie spider-man in the same spider-man movie but also Mm -hmm. like the whole prospect of a multiverse right that's yeah pretty awesome but um yeah we'll, we'll we'll wait and see there but um so you're saying it might all be worth it <laughs> if if it's cool. Like if they if they pull off um a good crossover where like they they get Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire doing cool stuff in this new movie, then like the the past sins <laughs> can be atoned for a bit, you're saying? I, I think so. I mean, cause Electro's gonna be in it also, so 
I hope they kind of do like they continue that storyline to how he was destroyed and then like um, reintroduce him in that multiverse and then have like Andrew Garfield's character appear and then yeah like do like a continuation from that universe of the amazing Spider-Man and I think that would be cool yeah worth yeah, it we'll see we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> yeah i have a feeling it might not go into so much depth as like continuing yeah storylines yeah. but even if it's just like like a cameo yeah. or just some references it, it might be yeah cool. yeah yeah just more of the characters yeah so yeah let's let's start let's start breaking it down a bit you know like what are the worst ever you know, like, I think there's no question, you know, we, we love this genre, um, but there certainly are movies in the genre that we dislike. And yeah, it, it there's got to be a, a short list. Right? What are what are the worst? Maybe not like a number one definitive, mm-hmm. um, but maybe we could come up with like something of a short list of of the worst ever. Hmm. So I, I know, I know we talked about fantastic, fantastic four quite a bit, but it sounded like that would be among the worst ever for you. Right. Christian. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say so. Maybe not like the absolute worst, but mm-hmm. definitely among the worst, among the worst. Now, I, you know, I listed some movies that I've seen recently um, I'm not the only one who did some research, you know. Um, I know, Perfurio, you watched the Halle Berry Catwoman movie. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this, but I know you watched it recently, and I'd love to get your take on this movie. Uh, yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> I'll shop, but it was really bad. It was, it's kind of disappointing because, you know, like, Halle Berry is such a good actress, but I think this is something like that we've talked about, like what makes a bad movie. And I can tell you right away, writing for sure, the writing of the the plot line, um, the camera angles for this movie was pretty bad. It was just, ugh, it was just really bad all around. What did you think of the uh, the basketball scene? <laughs> It was it was so stupid. I was like, <laughs> I was like I was like this doesn't make any sense. This it it almost didn't make sense as like the scene in like Daredevil when like Ben Affleck's like fighting against Elektra in the freaking playground. I was like this doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I don't, yeah, Catwoman definitely channels that like Daredevil energy. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Catwoman for sure, one of the worst. Batman, no, r- Robin. Real, real quick on on Catwoman, is this mm-hmm. the first time you've seen it, or ha- have you seen it before? I saw it before, but like a long time ago, like long maybe like ago. around 2010 or something. So okay. it was fresh out of my mind, and that's why I decided to like give it another go. And it, it didn't get any better. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one thing I'm just sort of curious about, um, 
it, this is a movie that stars a woman of color and mm-hmm. um you know that's that's kind of a a lot of folks are are sort of um wanting to see that now right um you know we've got wonder woman we've got captain marvel and people are saying okay that's great there are white women superhero movies being made but we're still waiting for that uh that woman of color superhero right um but guess what we had one with catwoman (laughs) like in in this lens like was there i don't know did, did you feel like at least that that there was some good representation there or do you think it was just just so bad that let's let's just forget this even happened and i mean yeah it's not even worth mentioning there was definitely some good representation though that was like okay this is a woman of color this is Haley Halle berry i think this was also off like her first oscar or something like that at the right, time right. yeah um so it was just uh, i was like oh girl i feel for you now <laughs> they did you wrong like it was just so bad yeah but now we have another woman of color playing Catwoman, so hopefully they don't that's do right. her wrong yeah that's right that's right uh-huh. they'll do a uh a Catwoman movie right next time yeah <laughs> get another one right. <laughs> and um you know like it, 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 this is a good example of like, um, just because a movie is, is diverse and inclusive, it doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, we've talked about this before. We, we love to see representation in, in media and we love to see diversity. Um, but just because it's there doesn't automatically make a TV show or a movie good, right? And yeah, this is just like the gold standard example of that. Okay, so I, I think you're just about to, to mention it, but Batman and Robin, what about this one? Now, this is a movie that I think a lot of people would list this one as, as number one worst. Right. There are a lot of reasons why, you know, there's the bat nipples, you know, <laughs> I mean, just a laundry list of, of offenses here. Right. Um, I wanted to call out the fact that this is maybe like the ultimate movie of saying that of, of like not taking comic books seriously. Right. So like comic geeks like us are like, we take offense to this movie, right? Because um, like we've been, our, our, our struggle is like comic books are a serious and important <laughs> medium, right? And, um, and this movie kind of shits all over that, right? It's basically a two hour commercial for toys and it doesn't take uh, the genre seriously at all, right? Um, so yeah, I think those are the, the main, main problems with Batman and Robin, but any thoughts on your guys's end on this one? Well, I want to hear from the Batman fan, <laughs> Christian. Let's see what he says. So, yeah. Um, uh, I, I would not argue that this would be like, you know, the worst superhero movie ever made. Like it's kind of one of those movies that kind of killed superhero movies for a while until it was like brought back with like X-Men and Spider-Man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I remember, I still remember going to see this movie in a theater and I was like four or five years old. And like, uh, the movie just weirded me out so much. It just, <laughs> the, like the movie just feel, felt off in a way that I couldn't explain as a kid. And so I left the theater. You know, Bane was all, Bane also like, uh, kind of freaked me out a little bit. Um, so maybe that was more of it, but uh, yeah, like the whole movie just kind of feels off, but you know, going back to it as an adult, um, this movie's just kind of like one, one big meme, uh, like you have all the, the wonderful ice puns by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, you have like the really like oversaturated, like Gotham city sets, um, and like, that like the kind of we the the really awkward love triangle between like Batman, Robin, and Poison Ivy, um, that's just like very strange and like I said, real awkward, and like I don't know, it's it's kind of a movie that like it, it's got it definitely has some enjoyment. Like it's like one of the like the big like ironically bad movies to enjoy. It, it feels like watching The Room, or watching like troll two or something like that I, I would like put it in that like funny bad character like category like it, it like the phantom menace with like jar jar binks oh, yeah. mm-hmm. like it, it feels like that kind of movie like yeah, i guess more in retrospect but i like even then like it's kind of like if i ever did watch it i would probably end up be doing something else while it was on in the background <laughs> and i had like a few beers there you go yeah, I could see that there's a so bad it's kind of good aspect to it. Um, and yeah, we were kind of discussing this before we started recording, but there is an aspect to this movie where it it had no aspirations whatsoever. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it wasn't trying to be a good movie. Like it kind of set out, it kind of succeeded in what it set out to do. And that is what I mentioned, be a two hour toy commercial right um so it had such a low bar that you could argue that it succeeded uh in that respect right yeah now that you mention it like i didn't like as a kid i didn't really like watching the movie but i did buy a lot of toys for this movie like i do remember toys <laughs> everywhere <laughs> of see? all these different variations of like batman robin like mr freeze and all that see they got you man it worked yeah they did like <laughs> <laughs> didn't like the movie but loved the merchandise there you go uh so yeah as we're discussing these movies where we're hitting upon a lot of different aspects of bad superhero movies right so um movies that don't take the genre seriously like batman and robin um Low budgets, we didn't talk about this too much, but low budgets can kind of kill a, a, a superhero movie. A troubled production, like Fantastic Four we mentioned. Um, another one I wanted to call out is the replayability of a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Like how much do you want to re-watch the movie? I, I, that's an important metric, I think. You know, and um, as we're as we were compiling these lists and kind of like doing assignments, oh, you're going to watch this, I'm going to watch that, you know, we kind of like, you know, ask ourselves, like, would I be willing to watch this movie again? And like, I got to say with Batman and Robin, I was like, 
there's no way in hell I'm going to watch this again. Like, you would have to put a gun to my head. So, um, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen it. But yeah, like, I just, I, I was just anticipating the torture of going through this. And like, kind of what you're saying, Christian, there's no way I could just like sit and watch and focus on the movie. I would have to be doing something else. I would have to be doing something else, right? And in that vein, um, I want to talk about Spider-Man 3 now because with Spider-Man 3, I think there is some replayability. Like this is a movie I was actually looking forward to seeing again. And I did indeed watch it again not long ago. I think it was a couple weeks ago now. Um, And this is a movie I would say it's in another category. And that's a superhero movie that has high expectations and completely and utterly fails in in uh, reaching those expectations so yeah um this one man the third of the toby Maguire sam raimi spider-man trilogy i went into this movie thinking how could it miss you know i loved the first two so much and there, there's really no reason for me to doubt number three. Um, but yeah, it, it really was a huge disappointment for me when I first saw it. And I have watched it a couple, a couple times since. And um, it, it, it disappoints me every time. <laughs> you know, when I watched <laughs> this a couple weeks ago, I'm just like, man, why couldn't they have just gotten it together? Um, yeah, so much to talk about here. Um, I think, I think the beginning was, was promising, you know, they actually, the, the very beginning kind of got me amped up. Like they started, they sort of replayed like highlights from, uh, from the first two movies and, um, you get the, the setup of the Sandman character and, um, yeah, there's just some, some interesting character stuff going on. Like who is this Sandman guy? And, and, um, with, uh, everything's like going really well with, with Peter Parker in the beginning. Right. And, and you just have this sort of sense of impending doom, like what's like, what wrong is going to happen. Right. Um, but then like, yeah, at some point this movie, which is like kind of a focused movie in the beginning becomes like five different movies at once later, you know, um, a lot has been spoken about how the Venom character was really wedged into the movie, how the studios forced Raimi to include Venom. And it really shows. Like, it, it went from, like, a somewhat comprehensible, somewhat comp- comprehensible focused movie to being, like, a total mess because, yeah, it became too many things at, at the same time, right? Um, yeah, like, Like, it, it, yeah, like, like I was saying, like, by the, the second half of the movie was, was like multiple movies happening at the same time. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, before I continue on, any thoughts on Spider Man Thief from either of you two? Oh, so I think I've uh, probably enjoyed Spider Man 3 uh, more than you did. Um, <laughs> Because I think it like kind of like Batman and Robin, there's like kind of that ironic kind of joy that I get from it. 
Although, you know, I will say like everything you said, it's definitely right. It definitely, um, it definitely is like too much going on. There's like way too many plot lines. Um, revisiting Uncle Ben's murder wasn't great. And like, there's like too many villains and like, they don't, they never really explain Venom and he's kind of just shoehorned in. Yeah. But I think yeah. thing, like, I do, you know, I do like, I, I enjoy the action. I think the Sandman particles and like the way he materializes is like pretty cool. Like even still, like I think the effects look good and I think the action scenes are a lot of fun. Um, and like, I don't know. Uh, uh, kind of like the, I like the end of the movie in a way. I, I like that there's like kind of this theme of like forgiveness in a way and like how the movie kind of ends with like Peter and like Sandman, like kind of like, you know, kind of making up in a way and like the, you know, yeah. Peter says, I forgive you. And you know, it's something you'd like almost never really see in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is that kind of like, they come to a, uh, like a bit of an understanding about each other. Yeah. And so like, yeah. And then like him and Harry, like they kind of make a good core of the movie, like, uh, Peter and Harry, but, um, even though, like, I guess, like Harry's amnesia was kind of was kind of an odd plot point. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah that that was a storyline that, like I was saying, there's like a, a zillion different storylines happening at mm-hmm. the same time. That was one of them. Like Harry Osborne with amnesia, <laughs> like it just they just yeah. threw everything at you. There's just yeah. too much going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you're saying there were aspects of the movie you enjoyed. Like I, me too. You know, there were some things I liked about this movie. And um, like th- there are, there are, there's stuff in this movie that, um, that I found myself surprised that we've, we, we haven't seen anywhere else. So this movie does feature Spider-Man versus Venom. We have, we have not seen this anywhere else in oh, yeah. a live action Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man versus Venom, you know? And like the fact that they were like fighting it out, I was like, shit, this is cool. Like I just, it's, it's almost amazing that, you you've never seen it anywhere else um and just like the symbiote stuff in general like yeah there was a venom movie but um this is the only live action um uh symbiote suit spider-man symbiote suit right Mm -hmm. we've never seen it anywhere else um what else okay so uh Uh, oh yeah go go ahead for you i'm I'm rambling on here no i okay uh henry yeah i think well you both like this movie better than me, but I think I like I I didn't like it as much as you, Henry. I, I yeah, I really didn't like it. Like <laughs> like <laughs> um yeah, like going off what you said, yeah, we got like Spider Man versus Venom for the first time, but it still wasn't good. I wanna it say it could have been better. Just the fact like, that it happened was kind of exciting, but yeah, uh-huh. I I'm with you. Yeah, like I don't know, like we've seen Doctor Doom twice, and they're both <laughs> terrible. Good, good take, good take, yep. solid. Um, yeah, like for me, you know, I think I don't know, cause I think like it. There's just like er, like everything you guys are saying. Like there's just so much going on that I just kind of lose track. I'm just like I'm tar- I don't want to like. <laughs> I'm tired of following what's going on. Like, <laughs> like I thought the Sandman character was boring. I was more interested in the Venom part. And then the whole um, James Franco amnesia thing was 
weird and out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like a soap opera. Like, I think, like, Sammy Rain's vision of just focusing on Sandman, I think, could have been good. Like, just working on one villain. Like, I'm always the biggest fan for Sandman, but, you know, there's been times where obviously, like, you know, like, take the MCU, for example, where when they focus on, like, one villain or a hero that's, like, not that well known, like, you could tell, like, um, it pays off. And it could, I feel like it could have paid off if we just focus on Sandman. But as you guys said, like you could tell Venom was just pushed in because that's what the studio wanted. And it totally didn't pay off. It was just so much going on. I was just like, ah, oh, I don't like this movie. Yeah, yeah. It, good, good takes. Uh, it amazes me to this day that they they strayed from the formula. You know, they had one singular villain in Spider-Man 2, the Green Goblin. They had one singular villain in Spider-Man 2, Doc Ock. So why not do the same with Spider-Man 3, right? And that, that, that was really the ultimate undoing in this movie. Like, you know, they, they, they knew what happens when you have too many villains in a movie. I mean, you saw it with uh, the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, right? And, and yet they they did that here and it, it it was really the death knell for this movie um you know uh, just before i finish up on the positives um there was another kind of cool thing i thought and that is uh the love triangle between peter mj and gwen um again you know not not great in this movie but something we've never seen anywhere else right this is like yeah. this is a uh, an iconic love triangle in the comics, right? Yeah. And yeah. and just, just to see it in a live action form, like, oh, that's cool. And then, like, there's that scene where where Spidey kisses Gwen upside down, you know, and MJ sees it and she's super pissed because it's like, that's our kiss, right? Yeah. That, that was just funny. And uh, I, I love that tension, you know. That, that that's such a great love triangle. Like, uh, it, it's a it has has a lot of comic book legacy, right? So yeah. that was cool to see. And um, I have to say, too, a lot of what fans call out as being shitty in this movie are actually kind of fun. You know, like, okay, there's there's no doubt some, like, kind of cringeworthy moments in this movie. Like, there's a scene when Peter Parker becomes emo Peter Parker because of the symbiote, <laughs> right? And he's, like, he kind of, like, pulls his bangs down he has this like dark look to him and he he has that funky strut walking down the streets of new york and he's kind of like harassing attractive women and stuff it's hilarious like i mean maybe it's unintentionally hilarious but um i didn't find that to be a negative of the movie at all like there's a lot of like sort of goofy and campy fun moments in this movie um, the jazz club scene, I think, is worth mentioning, too. Um, there's, like, kind of a fun uh, time capsule aspect of this movie, too. You know, this movie was made in uh, 2007. And, uh, and you guys are a little younger than me. Um, but are you guys aware of this uh, fashion trend of the times known as frosted tips? You know oh, about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, In <laughs> yeah. Is a huge frosted tips violator. 
not one but two <laughs> characters have frosted tips so uh, oh my God. inexplicably venom himself eddie brock has frosted tips in this movie go check it out he does have them and then the uh the burglar you know um the guy who um, oh, yeah. seemingly oh, yeah. kills Uncle Ben, uh, he's got frosted tips too. <laughs> so again, super hilarious. I think it's just funny shit. Um, but uh, worth calling out. Early 2000s. Absolutely. Um, and um, I did want to talk about this too. The burglar. So um, so you're, for fear you're saying, sounds like uh, you like this movie more than me uh, you're, like t- to me appropriate yeah. but i but I, i'm uh, i haven't finished my little rant here because um <laughs> there is one aspect of this movie that that breaks my heart really kills me like i'm talking about the disappointment too many storylines you know uh, wedging venom in it's all bad I, you know i'm a, i'm in agreement there but this is what really killed me so um there's a character in the comics called, he's just called the burglar. He's the person who kills uncle Ben in the comics. Right. Uh-huh. So th- this is, this is like what Spider-Man is all about to me. Right. Um, what's super cool about Spider-Man is that his reaction to getting spider powers is super relatable because he, what he does is what almost everyone would do. You would try to make money right he 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 wants to become a wrestler he wants to buy a car and impress the girls and stuff it's a very human uh reaction but what makes spider-man spider-man is this is this cruel twist of fate right he he allows this thief to get away and it turns yeah. out this same person is the person who kills his uncle and that's when he becomes spider-man right when when this tragic moment happens so in this movie they retconned his origin story and it mm-hmm. totally killed me because according to this movie uh the person he let go the person he allowed to steal the money did not kill uncle ben it turns out he was uh the the uh, Flint Marco, aka Sandman's partner, and Flint Marco was actually the trigger man and the person truly responsible for killing Uncle Ben. Yeah. So it, it it completely just throws away the the entire Spider-Man mythology to me. And and for what? Like I for I, it didn't need to be there really. I mean, I guess maybe there was that moment you mentioned Christian where there's that moment of redemption at the end. Maybe they're trying to set that up and kind of have a twist in there that people weren't expecting, but that, that completely ruined everything for me. You know, like I, I forgot this even happened. Um, but when I watched it a couple of weeks ago, yeah, I was like, Whoa, they actually retconned the origin and I really sort of dug deep within myself to think like, why did they do that? And, and does it work? And, and then I, the more I thought about it, the more frustrating it was for me, right? Because it really, to me, it really just kills the, the core of what Spider-Man is all about. So, so Perfurio, uh, I'm, I'm with you, man. Like uh, <laughs> it, it may have sounded like 
I enjoyed this movie. And yes, there were aspects to it I did enjoy, but ultimately, and particularly because of this retconning part, it, it really, it it really just ruined it for me. And yeah, <laughs> it's 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 on my list for for all time worst. Yeah, it's definitely like a plot point that they like never needed to go back to. Uncle Ben's murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it a, feels so shoehorned. Oh man. It it they they've never even dare touch that in the comics. And we're talking about like mm-hmm. 60 years of Spider-Man writing. They they that's sacred, you know. Uh they they knew not to touch that. But this movie, they messed with it and just it's like inexcusable. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Batman's parents. It's like that's like the one character you just yeah, like just, leave alone please, is Uncle just, Ben. Yeah, you got you got you got to just let it lie. <laughs> yeah, that's it does like it's like that's like the golden rule of comics or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, maybe we can start talking worst of the worst here. Um in our previous conversations, um I know this might be worth mentioning. I know Christian, you mentioned uh, X Men Origins Wolverine as being one of your all time least favorite. Um, I didn't hate this movie. Um, any any particular mm. reasons why this one stung so bad for you? So um, I think uh, yeah, definitely Deadpool was uh, <laughs> getting his mouth shut was weird and being like the the weird final like the final bad guy. Um, with that really strange like CGI battle at the end, um, I did enjoy like the beginning credits where like you see Wolverine kind of get his realize he's a mutant and you see him and his brother go through all the world wars. I thought that was like really cool. Oh yeah, but like I don't know the rest of the movie. Just like um, I haven't seen this movie in a while, so like there's a lot that I don't remember that like either like completely fell flat or just seemed so weird that like it didn't make sense like it felt like like that kind of really awkward like early 2000s movie and it was kind of like moving in a lot of it was kind of like wolverine goes to like several different places and then like weapon x happens and then like um i don't know like there was like i guess an okay core with sabretooth uh but like I don't know. Uh, it just didn't like. I just like. Uh, I'm trying to think of. I guess what I really think about where <laughs> I would place this movie because there's so much I don't remember, and I guess that's the problem is that like yeah. it's so forgettable. Yeah. Outside of like what was that one great scene at the beginning, and like the rest of the parts that are like really bad. Mm-hmm. It's like I just remember that, and then I don't remember anything else. Yeah, I think this is probably one of those movies that you would give uh, like a really low replayability score. Like I have like zero desire to watch this one again. And like the fact that the movie uh, Logan exists, right? It really makes this movie like completely obsolete, right? If you want to watch a good solo Wolverine movie, there's a good solo Wolverine movie you can watch. It's called Logan, right? So (laughs) this one there's another one called the wolverine right i mean um pretty much unnecessary at this point right yeah logan kind of like eclipses all of those yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah okay so i don't know any thoughts i uh, i you know i'm sort of 
hearing what you guys are saying, going through my own thoughts, um, it's sounding like it's sounding like maybe Spider-Man three and Batman and Robin might be the top of the list here. Um, at least amongst us, you know? Um, and it is interesting that those are on the list because, you know, we are such big fans of these characters, right? Yeah. You know, uh, and we, we've literally listed Batman and Spider-Man as being our favorites. Right. Um, and this this got me thinking a bit about like what what makes you really hate a movie <laughs> it's almost like you can't really hate a movie until you know unless you're like heart heartbroken from it right like you're, you there's a, a beloved character you know like if if there's a character that you don't care about so much there there's less to be disappointed about right <laughs> But if it's a beloved character, you know, and they, they do you wrong, it really stings hard, right? So I think there might be an aspect here, you know, like, um, we almost don't want to admit to it, right? But it's like, yeah, I love Spider-Man, but this movie just sucks. So yeah. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, uh, it's disappointment. It's heartbreak. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it comes down to that. You know, we've been sort of uh, processing like, oh, what are the what are the aspects that make for a really terrible superhero movie? And, uh, you know, maybe heartbreak is is a big one. You know, it's just like <laughs> you're expecting so much or it's a character that you just it just pains you to see in a shitty movie. Um, I, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. Any yeah. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, like, I think, uh, like, coming off of that, it's like, does the director have, like, a good vision, or the director, the writer, yeah, like, does it have a good vision of what the character is, of, like, who the character is, what he or she does, and what their world is like? Like, um, there's always, like, a strong sense of vision for who the character is, for like a lot of our favorite superhero movies and a lot of the best ones. And you can always pick out like who they are and kind of what their general traits are. And you know, there's, there's a good story that kind of tests their moral character. And so but usually with the worst, it usually feels like, um, I don't know, like we have, we, we know who they are and we know they should be. And even if the director changes some, there's, there's definitely changes that we may like. In, in movies but like if it just doesn't work if it's not thought out well and there might be other things kind of going on with the uh the production like too many hands in the pot or a low budget or uh any of the other things we mentioned that it just doesn't come out just feeling right it doesn't feel like uh it doesn't feel like the character or it doesn't feel like there's a good grasp of the superhero that we want to see yeah yeah, that's a, that's a good call. I, I like what you mentioned about a director's vision. You know, like we mentioned how the Fantastic Four movie just completely went off the rails at the end. Um, it feels like, you know, and we talked about the, the troubled production there, but I think ultimately that movie wasn't what the director had in mind, right? Um, and, um, you know, we didn't talk too much about 
the Zack Snyder DC movies. There, there's a lot of hate there too, right? Um, but I personally didn't want to list those as being the worst ever because I kind of feel like Zack Snyder did have kind of a vision. Like he had, he had, he had an aesthetic and he had uh, like a direction he wanted to take this universe, right? Um, it, it was a big miss for me, you know, BVS, Man of Steel, like, you know, not my cup of tea, man. But I did feel <laughs> like artistically, like he had something he was going for, right? Um, and I kind of didn't want to fault him for that, right? Um, you know, it just didn't work for me. But I think it's it's kind of a worse crime for a movie to be like all over the place, like to be almost kind of schizophrenic, you know, to, to be one thing at one moment and then something completely else in another, kind of like what we're saying with Suicide Squad. Uh, but um, yeah, I think, yeah, we, we, didn't, we haven't talked about like the directors too much, but yeah, the directors have a huge impact on how good these movies turned out, right? Um, and, um, yeah, I think with, with some like Zack Snyder, like, you know, you can't fault the director too much. And, um, yeah, I think a a director can, can improve upon like what could be like something really terrible. All right. So I think we're getting close to wrap up time. Any final thoughts on the worst superhero movie of all time? Hmm. What do you guys? What would you guys pick as your worst? If you could pick one. absolute worst, absolute worst. You did say top three earlier, so it's, I do have my top three. I would say Catwoman, Batman and Robin, and Spider-Man three. And then, but I don't know. Out of those three, I would probably choose Batman and Robin. Yeah. There you have it. What about you, Christian? Hmm. Okay. So I really did not like Fantastic Four. Um, the, I guess the latest the latest version, the Josh Trank one, as we talked about earlier. Uh, uh Batman and Robin is definitely is definitely on there. Uh as much as there's like that, you know, I guess that ironic kind of enjoyment, <laughs> ironic meme ability to it. Um, I did mention X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, because like I said, uh, it's just, it's so bad. Like it's, it's, it's only the bad parts that I remember, but, um, uh, I did, I didn't like Suicide Squad that much either. Um, <laughs> but I, I guess like, uh, I, enough has been said about that movie already. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. For me, it's. It's definitely Spider-Man 3 and Batman and Robin. Yeah, those are the two. I don't know if I'd rank one worse than the other. Uh, they're very different movies. They're very different. But yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going with those two in a tie for, for last. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. That's interesting to me because they are so different. Um, like like the replayability. Like I could watch Spider-Man three all day, man. I'll watch it tomorrow. Um, and I'll, and I'll hate it tomorrow, but I'll still watch it, you know, but Batman and Robin, just, you, you, you couldn't, you couldn't force me to watch that one, you know, um, at the same time, um, while it's kind of, it kind of has a bit of charm in that it doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm talking about Batman and Robin here. Um, but 
Spider-Man 3 does. Like, they, they tried to make a good movie. <laughs> And they utterly failed. They <laughs> fell flat on their face. Mm-hmm. They, they, it was an epic fail, you know? And uh, there's something to be said about that too. Uh, so it, it's a bit apples to oranges. So I'll, I'll just say it's a tie for, for last place and leave it there. Um, but yeah, that's pretty good. You know, I think we, we came up with a pretty definitive list. Um, and uh and, and it's, it's, uh, it's different for different people, I think, you know? Like, none of our lists were exactly the same. They're similar, for sure, in some respects, but uh, none, none of them were exactly the same. I guess it should be noted that Batman and Robin was on all three of our worst right. lists. So, yeah, I mean, you could maybe say that's the worst ever, yeah. especially since uh, Perfugio is saying that's the worst ever. Um, so I guess yeah, on, I on that definitely agree with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if you're listening and you're like, oh, these guys are copping out, they're not saying a number one. Well, we kind of do. So <laughs> we, we, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe. If, if you want to interpret it that way. Yeah. I will say, like you, like, Spider-Man 3, I could probably watch again, even though I, I, I shit on it for so much. I could probably watch it again. Catwoman, maybe like give me like another five or ten years and i could probably watch it again but <laughs> madman and robin no no i don't think so there you go all right with that we can wrap up the episode this is farewell from christian perferio and henry <laughs>